You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. cultural relevance. This week they explore the monster that is Netflix. Where did it all start? What makes it work? And what makes them so great? All the answers and plenty more. Welcome to the Big Red Van. Alright, here we are rounding out our ride for episode 16 with the Van Top. Van Top! Van Top! Van Top! All right, this van top is going to be a lot of fun. We're breaking it up in three parts like we did last week. So what we're going to do is we are going to break up the company Netflix. Mm. There's lots of reasons for Netflix to be in the news lately. A uh, couple different angles for it. So we'll, you'll get it. Hey, uh, Malcolm's got history. Hayden, yep. you're doing what? The streaming side of Netflix? Tech. Yeah, tech. And I'm going to talk about kind of what original pro- programming has done for Netflix and the future of it. So there's the outline. Let's fill us in, Malcolm. So I'm pretty much going to give you a whole timeline from when the company started to when original series started to take place. Mm, I like a good timeline. Yeah. Mm. We got to break it down like that. It will go by pretty quick, though. So 1997 is when Reed Hastings and Mark Randolph, Randolph sorry, co-founded Netflix to offer online movie rentals. That's in 1997. I can't believe that it was 1997. Like, when do you, when would you have guessed though? Like I mean, when I was in high school, to like two thousands. Yeah, that's like, from when you remember seeing. Yeah, it. that's when I remember it being. I don't like remember nineties. Yeah. And then like shortly into college, I felt like the streaming came along. I think that you'll probably get to that probably on his timeline if I had to guess. Yeah, I'm sure we will. <laughs> but uh, I was just if it. I just mean in terms of seems so long ago. I just mean <laughs> in terms of people are gonna be saying that about BRV. They're gonna be like what. That started in 2017? <laughs> yeah, and 20 years ago, Netflix started. Yeah. So. That just blows my mind. I'm sorry, just that first date. Yeah. I'm already shocked. Mm-hmm. We're on to 1998 now, which we call Red Envelope Entertainment, which is first DVD rental and sales site, Netflix.com begins. On to 1999 now, where you can subscribe for a small monthly fee for an unlimited amount of DVD rentals. So this is where you start That's to see I remember. competition growing. But so that, started in 1999. 99, after two years of being what? Just doing movie rentals from online. Okay. Where you could I rent it. it online. Okay, so two years, two years of renting movies online, then you can subscribe and we mail them to you. Yes. Okay. As many as you want yeah, for a month. Turn it in, get I a rem- new one. I remember that, and then the video game one. Yeah. The next thing happens in 2000, but I'm not going to bring that up yet. Uh, 2002 is when Netflix actually goes public, and it's about $15 per share. Oh, that's um, not bad. That's it, 15 2002 stock market I, I was weak. I know, but I, I'm wanting to know what it is now. We'll get there, I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> 2005, they officially reached 4.2 million members. 2005, already 4.2 million. So 1997 is when they started. Eight years later, 4.2 million members. But 99 was when they started taking subscribers. Yes. So, so that would be the better way to calculate it. So okay. six years. 2007 is when Netflix actually introduces streaming, which is what we have 
today. I remember one of my friends had that, and I was over to his house. And I was like, "Whoa, wait, what? We could just there's all these movies. Yeah. I don't have like, to wait for it to come in the mail. It's just here." I was like, "This right is there. freaking sweet." And I think it was only like seven bucks or something like that mm-hmm. at the time. Like it was crazy cheap. So that was when they made the the change from the red envelope thing. Yes, mailing them into your mailbox to just streaming to their whole library online. Yeah. And so then, that was 2007? Yes, sir. Okay, sorry, I'm taking notes. Oh, sweet. <laughs> 2000, <laughs> 2008 is when they start partnering with a lot of electronic companies, which we've talked about before off air, about them partnering with, with Xbox 360, PS3, Apple. Um, you start seeing them on an iPod Touch, where there's a Netflix app, and you can start streaming on there, Nintendo Wii even. That's when all of that starts. And that was a springboard, I'm sure. Yeah, just skyrocketed from there because in 2013, three years later, is when they actually start making their own original series. Right. The biggest part uh, out of all the timelines, though, that I didn't mention right away because it stood out the most to me was what happens in 2000. If you're thinking about what kind of competition Netflix would have around 2000, who would you think it would be? In the um, video game market or in the or in the movie market? Yeah. Because in two, 99 was like a start. Who, who are they competing I'm going to go ahead and... Uh, Blockbuster uh, video. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Pull exactly. out my membership card. Oh, I'm sorry. You're out of Scream 2? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> you only have two copies? <laughs> what? That's Varsity Blues, man! <laughs> Blockbuster. That's, that's the biggest part about this date. In 2000, Reed Hastings actually asked Blockbuster's CEO... If you wanted to buy Netflix from him for $50 million. I remember this being a... CEO turns it down. Yeah. But back then, 2000, not knowing what the company would be in 2017. Not knowing what just the world would change to. Not wanting... Yeah. Not knowing exactly what the world's going to want, but turns down selling it to for $50 $50 million. (laughs) Well, see, that's, I guess, the difference between a company that was born as a website... Mm Mm-hmm. To a company that was born as a brick-and-mortar store. The company that was born as a website saw the future of how people were going to shop and are people going to consume their movies. Yeah. And then the person that was in the brick-and-mortar store was like, nah, it's always going to be this way. People yeah. are always going to come rent their movies. That is crazy. And just that my amount of time, everything's changed. Wow. So Netflix started it well, with Blockbuster. Netflix yeah. like came over, like made fun of Blockbuster, slapped them around a little bit, kicked them in the nuts. And then Redbox came around and then just yeah. took an assault rifle and just finished the job. <laughs> yeah, Redbox really that's, put... That's put, the best way to put it. Really welded the door shut on Blockbuster. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, that was game over. Like, I mean, for real. Because not only that, it wasn't even about the convenience. They just outdid them on price. That machine, it was mm-hmm. a dollar a rental. I, I remember Blockbuster. It was like 3 and $4 to rent a movie for two days. Yeah, it was. And then like, the... It, Five or six dollars for like a new release. And the crazy late charge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was insane. Well, and you then you go to... buy your candy there and it's six dollars a box for can- like the movie theater. Like, yeah. what are you trying to pull here? There's a Walmart next door. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, is this I... the stupid people tax? <laughs> like, who buys this candy? Like, just because it's in the big box, like the movie theater? Like, come on now. Mm. There's a Walmart right there. There's a Kroger right there. And there's a Walgreens right here. Come on now. We can make this happen. <laughs> just saying. And they make you walk around the whole store just to find whatever movie you're watching. Or whatever movie you're wanting to watch rather than 
red box where why don't you just click on a screen i know right there. or they think you give a damn about the employee's favorite movies <laughs> yeah oh, top, travis's pick of the week <laughs> who gives a damn that travis so likes true adventures in babysitting oh yeah. that came out shit. 10 years ago god so okay you're summing up netflix from 1997 yeah to 2013 yeah, which is when the kickoff of the original series starts being House of Cards. We'll get to those later. But yeah. just as far as a total summation of what you've said, started as... Started as just offering movie rentals, going from DVD, which I called the Red Envelope Entertainment, or what they called it, um, and then moving to streaming and having monthly subscriptions for it. Well, sorry, they started with monthly subscriptions for DVD rentals, and now they're on to streaming, and streaming's just been growing from there on. Got it. You bet it's been growing. Yeah. So, do you know what it actually takes to make this stuff happen? Like, what Netflix uses to actually make A lot of bandwidth. A lot. So, Netflix, in their almighty... Is that the right answer? Bandwidth is yeah. Like is that like is that like Jeopardy? <laughs> he used acceptable? a real a real computing word. Yeah, I'm proud of myself. Tense. Is that like one of those questions what is in Jeopardy? Bandwidth? No, where they they ask a really crazy complicated question about Roman history, and you just spit and, out a word, and you just say, um, Jones, <laughs> <laughs> and ding, that's acceptable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jones was part of his name. We can take that bandwidth. <laughs> Nailed it. Go. So it, it requires a great deal of computing, a computing power to operate. They do spend about $8 billion annually to keep up operations at Netflix. and Spend? A, spend. They spend an extra billion on just technology innovation. So $8 billion just in company operating costs. A billion in technology research. You know, I'm assuming that just means making better apps and making better streaming services and better networks and whatever. Mm. And then another billion... In advertising. A billion in advertising. Netflix. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? So with that billion dollars, their content library is approximately one petabyte. Not to be confused with a Pedialyte, but a petabyte. You can't confuse any confuse anything with Pedialyte. <laughs> petabyte. I like that. That's petabyte. A, uh, that is... I, see, I don't think... tell us how much peta... A petabyte. I was thinking of like a bite off of a piece of bread. Like that's a petabyte. A, a petabyte is a byte with fifteen zeros behind it. Like you know, you, you know, byte, kilobyte, megabyte, gigabyte, terabyte, petabyte. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's it's a byte with fifteen zeros. It is to put it on easier to understand terms. It's a uh, hundred million. I'm sorry, not a hundred million. A million gigabytes is one pe- petabyte. Okay, and how many? Petabytes, did you say it was? Uh, their whole catalog is approximately one petabyte. So if you, all the data that they store for all the shows and TV that they have at any given moment is about one petabyte. Mm. That's a lot. How do you store that kind of... Well, so previously, before there was a change to that, they had about 5,000 of their own servers that ran about 150 terabytes worth of information every day through each one, which is a whole lot of data every single day. Uh, but more recently, because we all love that that Amazon conglomerate, uh, they actually use the Amazon web servers now um, as of this past year. So quite literally, Amazon and its almighty internet power 
with, I'm assuming, just infinite amounts of Unlimited. storage and yeah. server space that they probably own, contracts out the entire catalog of Netflix through their servers, hmm. which is just like... So wow. just like renting out some apartments. Quite space. literally, like the Netflix is fully... They still use their servers for certain things, like small like things to make things run a little faster here and there. But the grand bulk of everything is through Amazon. They're going to own the world, dude. And then Amazon Prime is running out of those same servers, running their stuff. I mean, Amazon Music. It's just Yeah, it's crazy. of course. They're, you're using it for themselves, but they rent it out like a modern-day storage unit. <laughs> you know? Maybe it's sort of like the, uh, the NSA, where they've got just like warehouses with terabyte hard drive stack floor to ceiling 100 yards deep in every direction that's the only thing that makes sense man just full of everybody's shit just like mm. a five hundred thousand square foot warehouse somewhere yeah. in the middle of nowhere that's i'm sure that's probably what it is i mean i'm sure that is probably what it looks like it's just these i mean they're spaced around like you know you have like some that that do this region and some that do this region they're all interconnected but most of the bulk is it's spread out and there's not in one spot i would assume God. but sorry Oh, no, you're good. They get about 100 million hours of video play a day. So through all those servers, over 100 million hours of video is processed through those servers a day, which that's an average. The average is also about a billion hours a week and 10 billion a month, and that is all in hours. The average customer is processing about 45 gigabytes worth of information through their Netflix account every month. So, all you people without unlimited plans, you might want to stay off the data, because 45 gigs is a lot less than what you have, I'm sure. (laughs) Uh, yeah. (laughs) Gotta get that unlimited data. Man, speaking of, I saw an article about unlimited data, and how it's like straight crushing the contracted, like the the gigabyte plans, happening fast. Hmm. Like, AT&T... And Verizon and all these companies that still do those like ten gigabyte plans or five gigabyte plans, like those people are changing over to all these places that have the unlimited everything plans because they're offering less money. Like, dude, it's you're about to not see those anymore, and everything will be unlimited. Everything that we're talking about is a reminder of what we talked about last week. Yeah, subscriptions. Yeah, you are absolutely <clears throat> correct. Another cool little fact is how much it technically, you know, how how much Netflix do you think you watch, Malcolm? How many hours? Ooh. Hours a week, hours a month. Uh, let's go I with... I think it's better to track a month for me. Yes, but a month. 20 to 25. All right. So you're probably right there in the average. The average customer after paying the... the Is it still 9.99? I think it's 9.99. I think so, yeah, per month. Is yeah. paying about 20 cents per hour of TV that they watch. That's the average. Um, 20 cents per hour of Netflix that they stream? Correct. Okay. Of what they are watching... Yes. Hmm. This is another crazy stat that I thought was just mind-blowing. So, out of all the cable internet subscriptions in the country, so whoever your provider is, on average, a third of the entire bandwidth used on all land cable devices, so we're, of course, excluding your cell phone streaming plans and stuff like or your cell phone data plans, mm-hmm. a third of all cable subscriptions bandwidth is Netflix. Wow. A third of all land cable lines, internet pack like providers process a third of their bandwidth is Netflix. That's, That's so hard to process. Oh my goodness! Well, because like ninety percent of people that do like social media stuff is all on their phone, so yeah. all that data is is on a different chart. Yeah, but for all the people that have cable at home through their Wi-Fi router or whatever, 
a third of of all that bandwidth is Netflix. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, that good for them. That Netflix is also available in two hundred countries. Yeah, and in twenty two different languages. Nice. It is a big company, and that's why I, I, I didn't really know that it was that big. I guess I did, but I didn't really think about it. But then I started thinking about how many times I've scrolled through certain sections and just kept clicking and kept clicking. I'm like, there's a lot of Indian movies in here. Like, there's a lot of Chinese movies in here. Like, I'm just like, man, this just keeps going. Like, yeah. And it's because they're over there, too. It's because content is king. Yep. That's hmm. why. You know, and that's kind of what leads right into what I'm saying. Yep. The original programming and what has gotten Netflix to where they are. Malcolm busted out a stat earlier that was something along the lines of their ipo stock price Mm -hmm. 2002 i think you said Mm. was 15 dollars. yeah so the timeline of their stock price is an up and down one split twice it's split at the level it's split a seven to one ratio only two stocks in the history have done that and it's netflix and apple to split at a seven to one ratio surprise what that brings their stock price today after splitting twice once seven to one is $171 is what it closed at today. Ooh. Man, that's like it was double, $15 doubled up a few times. Yeah, I mean, it grew <laughs> it grew to 400 and then split in half hmm. and doubled people's shares. And then it grew back up to 700 and then it split by sevens. Wow. So whatever that word is, made seven <laughs> times your shares that you owned. And then it grew back from 100 now back up to 170. So I'm not a stock market expert. So when that happens, you're saying when when shares get split by seven or whatever you said, it multiplies the number of shares that you have by, by seven. seven, and it brings that number of the total value divided down. by seven down. But you still have the same amount of value. Value is the same. It just total. allows them to have more shares in the market to move around. Instead of having two fifty dollar bills, you might have ten ten dollar bills. Okay, makes mm-hmm. total sense. Is that better? Yeah, yeah. I was just curious on how that worked, so that nobody was losing anything, but it was just helping the market have more ability to move around. Right. So I kind of wanted to bring it in with the stock price today closed at one hundred seventy one dollars, and the estimated company valuation is at sixty billion. Hmm. Okay, with a B. Up 27% just this year. Okay. Up. Wow. 27% on 60 <laughs> billions, a lot of billions. That's a lot of billions. <clears throat> the company is growing very fast. And I said with the content is king, here we go. Original programming for Netflix started, like Malcolm said, with House of Cards in 2013. Mm-hmm. You guys familiar with House of Cards? I still haven't watched it, man. Kevin Spacey is one of the greatest actors, at least one of my favorite actors oh, he's great. of all time in a lot of different things. American yeah. Beauty. <clears throat> Usual Suspects. Dude. There's a million of them that he's in. It, he's the star of it, but it was started in 2013. They have different series from Orange is the New Black is on is signed for its sixth and seventh seasons. I'm not going to name all of them, but I'm just going to name some. Bloodline, Narcos, Stranger Things, The Crown, mm. all the Marvel series Master of None starring Aziz Ansari. I don't know if you guys have watched any of those, but that's pretty funny. Fuller House. Everyone knows about Fuller House. Mm -hmm. Flaked. The Trailer Park Boys. All the kids programming that they have on there. A show that they're going to start in October of this year called Mindhunter. But all of this stuff that's original content. Mm -hmm. So now whether it's original where Netflix created it or it's original because they now own the people that originally created it. I was about to say, the Trailer Park Boys is not original, but they are freaking hilarious if you have not No, but Netflix owns them. Yeah. Yeah, they have all the previous seasons for them. I mean, it's like silly, but it's such a funny show. You're going to see 
you're going to see how that all comes full circle by the end. That it that's what Netflix's game plan is. Mm-hmm. We don't have to create it. We just got to find other people that create it and yeah, buy them and own it. Just buy up their content. So, um, House of Cards typically premieres in quarter one of every year. Its season premiere is usually in Q1, so that it helps to set the stock price in a very good way for the entire calendar year, which to me is crazy. It's interesting how that works. Investments go up into Netflix with the thought or the preview of House of Cards having a strong season. Hmm. So, like, if House of Cards is supposed to have a dud season, it could really drop the valuation of the company Mm -hmm. in the billions. So think think Just because of one show. Because of one show having poor writing. Oh, wow. That's the the way the fluidity of these types of businesses. Do you, do you have the dollars written down of what some of these shows they invested in? Like how much these cost? Yes. Okay, good. Of course. I want to know those things. Of course. So I just want to make sure. Like I said, they premiere the stock pricing in Q1 so to set it for the year, right? Or they premiere House of Cards in Q1 to set the stock price for the year. But it even causes delays in yearly subscriptions. They won't hit their projections of their yearly subscriptions if House of Cards has a bad season or if something happens with House of Cards. Hmm. And therefore, they won't make their money. We're talking billions of dollars is hinged on House of Cards. But like, come on, Kevin. But because they're up 27% this year and everything, the reviews for the rest of it, they're looking at adding an additional uh, 3.2 million subscriptions just next quarter. Wow. More people to gobble up some of that content. So this is where they're at with original programming. I named off all those shows. In 2015, they had 450 hours of original programming that you could stream. In 2016, it grew to 750 hours. This year, they are projected to release 1,600 hours of original programming. And original programming, again, being defined by either their writers that they had or writers that now work for them or creators of programs that they now own the rights to that were original, that are not... Well, it's just cert- original. That are like not... they could get other seasons from other... Kind of, like, for instance, just The Office or something. Well, we were talking Disney. Yeah. So, and that's kind of... I wanted... Last episode, you talked about Disney pulling off of Netflix. Yeah. So, Disney, as it is right now, is a third-party licensee of what Netflix is carrying. Mm-hmm. So, Netflix does carry Disney product, but they also are paying a licensing fee to Disney to do so. Although Netflix might be receiving additional membership subscriptions and a benefit from that, some of it is getting skimmed off the top by Disney for that licensing mm-hmm. fee. So the goal goes, Disney pulls out, we'll just bring Shonda Rhimes in. So what Netflix decides to do, because they are just one of the biggest, baddest dudes on the block, they're like, okay, you, I'll show you. I'll get your most creative, successful writer for ABC mm. of original programming and bring her over so that way she can bring on and her goal is beautiful her goal in coming to netflix is to basically create a safe haven for all creative programmers and writers in the future for original programming to be nourished and flourished and not have the freaking fcc coming after you but exactly what netflix has to do to survive if all of these their biggest fear is this that all of these little places are going to come up with a hit streaming service of their own, and then they're going to eventually have to buy them up, but it's going to cost them more money to buy them up once they've already made their own service. Right. So they're wanting to find these people that are talented, that have either a comic book company or Mm -hmm. whatever, bring them on, and then get the writers that they employ to turn it into shows and turn it into programming. Wow. They are committed. Wait, what? so what shows does she do? 
she's uh, gosh, Scandal is like the big Scandal on how to get away with murder were two big recent ones, but she got famous with Grey's Anatomy. I think. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's it. Grey's Anatomy. Um, okay. <laughs> Ted Sar- Ted Sarandos, who is the check this out. His title is the Chief Content Officer for Netflix. Called, what a title. He called yeah, exactly. Shonda Rhimes one of the greatest storytellers in the history of television. So them being able yeah. to get her on as a writer is like one of their biggest moves, and I think such a punch in the gut. To, to Disney. Disney for saying, all right, we're we're pulling out Netflix. Disney's also like, y'all, we got hundreds of billions of dollars too. Like, we'll find somebody else. And <laughs> the reason for all of this is, again, you save the money on the overhead without paying the licensing fee, right? If they stay committed to having 50%, at least 50% of all of the content, the petabyte or whatever you said, if 50% of that is original content and original programming that they don't have to pay licensing fees for then they can raise their prices without complaints from their customers. And it's something that they have done since inception of streaming in 2007 to now. In 2024, the anticipated price for Netflix per month will be around $12.50 a month instead of what it is now. And people will not complain about paying that. That's still a whole lot cheaper than $120 for But I'll tell TV. you this. If House of Cards ends or sucks if orange is the new black ends or sucks and isn't replaced by anything they won't be able to charge those twelve dollars they're able to do that because of a couple of shows that drive the entire train yeah you know what's bad is i don't watch any of those and still wear out some netflix but they're able to take (laughs) chances on all these indie movies and on all these different things so that they can again gobble up the content in the meantime they they own that, so now they don't have to worry about it. They can put it in a closet and never think about it, ever trying to come back and hurt them. Mm-hmm. So that mindset to me brought me back. When you said the stuff about Shonda Rhimes, and when I saw her name in an article, and I started to put two and two together, and then we started to talk about it, and the more and more I read that that the primary driver of the stock price every year, every quarter, is set by new subscribers – we were talking – I went on this little rant about memberships and about how we're going towards mm. an area where everyone is just going to be charging you a membership. You just said something to me about how Amazon is renting them cloud space for their all of their petabyte. Yeah, they're yeah. renting out a $9 billion or however many billions of dollars. What was it? Imagine the monthly charge on that. Yeah. I mean you pay $99 for iCloud space or whatever space you pay. Imagine a petabyte. So – <laughs> unreal what's going on with all this stuff it's funny how it's connected i think it's awesome the content is king mantra or thought is something that netflix is all about they're not worried about amazon streaming service catching up with them because of moves like shonda rhimes of moves like staying ahead of the game and buying up all these little people it's it's going to be crazy man mm-hmm. it's going to be crazy when you have a choice between six different companies to get everything you need from. And that's it. Something interesting about content, too, which you you can see anytime you watch something on Netflix is the suggested watch part. After you've finished an episode of something mm-hmm. or finished just a movie, it has a suggestion part. So like you were saying with those indie mo- movies or foreign movies that will suck in those foreign viewers from anywhere, 
their suggested part might be something that they weren't even thinking about watching, but because Netflix was able to gobble up that content, um, yeah. and then also have something else that's original that the they know their viewer would probably like as well, yep. is where they can suck them right in and keep them for month after month after month. Yep. I, I'm a sucker for Star Trek on there. <laughs> every Star Trek movie's on there, every show... I've rewatched them so many really? times, yeah. And it's going to come down to business deals, mm. you know, in the boardroom on what licensed movies we're keeping. Yeah. <clears throat> how much of it is just going to get booted and how much more are we going to spend? I told you I had some numbers for you. You rattled off a couple. You said $8 billion in operating costs, mm-hmm. $1 billion in technology upgrades and or costs. And another billion in marketing. And a billion in advertising. They've been they that's ten billion dollars. Yeah, eight plus one plus one. Mm-hmm. That's two thousand seventeen numbers. Mm. They are going to spend six billion dollars just on original content. Woo! So almost all like eighty percent or yeah, eighty percent of their operating budget they're oh, spending. Or, oh yeah, yeah, on content. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> wow. That's how important it is to them, and that's I mean again, they can see. I trust the decisions that they make. Simply because of this Shonda Rhimes thing. Well, yeah, they're expecting a big return from it. That's ridiculous. Well, they should be. What's their aim? What is what is the best way? You are a sports GM, right? Okay. Best way, easiest way, and quickest way to hurt another team. Take their best player. That would be Take out. their best player. Yeah. That's what I was literally about to say. Take them away. Bring them to you. Yeah. Not just make Not them just leave. leave. Yeah, take them on your team convert them absorb them yeah <laughs> so that's exactly what happened in it the fact it happened in a matter of like 72 hours was to me hysterical i don't know if ironic is the word yeah but pretty crazy man mm-hmm. netflix is well, it's gonna be interesting to see how this plays out because i know netflix and we'll come back up and we'll we're gonna start talking about their competitors too this will be really interesting like amazon um everyone else that competes against well them. you know abc is owned by disney yeah so you know that disney's not going to take that very lightly <laughs> that their lead writer was taken after all this stuff yeah. so like you said they're they're coming out with espn streaming 2018 they're coming out with their own streaming in 2019 for disney so you know it's going to be a very intense thing and hulu's already in the streaming game they do tv but they're still in the streaming game mm-hmm. so Amazon stepping their game up. The media companies are like turning into like the freaking steel and coal companies of the 1800s. Oh, you're comparing them like Rockefeller. Yeah, and dude, yeah. because that's what they're going to be before we know it. Like, mm-hmm. how is Amazon not a Rockefeller? He is. That's yeah, what I'm is. saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, how is it not? The comparison is real. Like, Absolutely. You start off with one thing, you end up owning half the world. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Started off with books in his garage. For Bezos and Amazon, mm-hmm. and started off with mailing people movies. Yeah, which we could do here. <laughs> Carne- Carnegie Netflix, and you know. But I mean, seriously, <laughs> when you sit back and think about this kind of stuff, it does really blow your mind. You know, it got to this this quick, really boomed for them from 2013. That's only four years ago. So who knows? From another four years from now, if Shonda Rhimes gives them a how to get away with murder, oh my mm. god. Wait, just wait. They'll own the state of Texas. They'll own it. <laughs> you know? We're putting like, up servers here. Like, yeah, we're just going to take up the entire south half of Texas and just going to be a, a computer. 
service server space. <laughs> it's gonna be a total computer. That's good, man. That that was informative. That's all you got. That's all I got. I did have one other cool fact. So I was talking about how petabytes, how many there are. They're about one. Google's about five in a Taco Bell pita. <laughs> yep, you're correct. Mm-hmm. I can no, I can do it like three, how bro. How many licks? No, what I was gonna say is Google processes like 24 petabytes every day yeah that makes sense so you had to go ahead and do that you had to like bring google to the party yeah i'm just telling you like as a perspective uh (laughs) remember everybody google's still around yeah (laughs) i'm just saying like netflix is huge amazon's big netflix is big (laughs) (laughs) google (laughs) google's still 675 dollars a share yeah they're they're pretty much they're up there. Goog. I think what's Apple like one fifty one seventy five. But again, like okay. So this was actually the conversation you and I had when he stepped out. Their stock price might be up that high, but they may not have ever split. Mm. So just because the valuation is that high doesn't mean the portfolio is more money. So Apple is going to have more shares available mm-hmm. to purchase for less amount, and Google will have less shares for more dollars per share. Quick tip from Wade. Yeah, hot oh, pick. Hey, if you want to know where to invest <laughs> your money, give me a holler. <laughs> He's like, my bank account. Yes. <laughs> Bitcoin. We'll take it to the casino. We'll make all your money back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, Good stuff. Listen to 16.2 for the casino advice. Oh, true. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you all about it. That was a lot of fun. You guys ready to park this thing? Let's park it. All right. All right. Well, that's it for the night. Thank you guys for joining us. We are going to catch you on the next one. It's going to be Eclipse Week. Woo! Mm. Can't wait. Have a good day.